Hello everyone, I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com here to talk about NXT 2.0. John is under the weather tonight, so he was unable to join me. Hopefully that's not a problem. We'll press on and, and uh, talk about the show by ourselves here. Uh, feel by you guys to tell me what you think about the show. And we'll just do that as we do sometimes. Unfortunately, John, as I said, under the weather. Hopefully he feels better. ASAP, shout out to John there. Uh, hope, hope he's taking care of himself. But we're here to talk about NXT 2.0. Uh, one week removed, uh, I, beforehand, I guess, uh, from NXT Spring Break-In, the, the next TV special uh, for NXT 2.0. When, when they announced it last week, uh, like verbally, they said like Spring Break-In, and I thought like they meant Spring Break-In. And I was like, that's a weird name for a TV show. And it's obviously Spring Break-In, like br the, with the, the hyphen for Spring Breaking. It's kind of goofy. It's kind of fun. Somewhere in between. Your, your mileage may vary. But uh, they did definitely load up the card more tonight, uh, adding more matches, adding more uh, heat, I guess, for lack of a better word, to some of the matches already announced. We'll break into all that stuff and more. Uh, and and some, some more announcements as well uh, that, don't, that don't necessarily pertain to next week, but maybe the, the more... No, I can't say distant future. The, the week, the week beyond that, the week beyond that. So lots of stuff to look forward to, forward to here uh, for NXT. We'll talk about it all. Uh, before I do, I just want to remind you all: this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our platforms: SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. So please leave a like and subscribe. So, with that being said, uh, the show started off maybe unexpectedly with uh, a singles match between Nikita. Lions and Lash Legend. That's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, this has been a few that's been going on for a couple weeks now. Uh, Nikita got the win last time. And I think John and I are talking about it. This may have been, I think, two weeks ago or so. She won clean. Didn't seem to be all that much to it. I don't remember if it was before the first match or after the first match. Then uh, Nikita was doing an interview. And that was when one Lash did like the, the, the famous Sparta kick <laughs> off the chair. Um, Again, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure exactly where they came about, but they've been feuding for a while. They've gotten plenty of, of screen time. Uh, as we talked about before, Nikita has definitely become kind of like a, a social media, I don't want to say phenomenon, but, you know, she's definitely become quite popular, uh, the, her viral pin and everything. But, um, you know, uh, the, the the crowd was responding. I mean, it seemed like the very, very genuine uh, enthusiasm. The crowd was chanting. They're chanting her name. They opened the show, and at least to me, that that is usually kind of a sign that, like, oh, they, they must feel at least somewhat confident or or you know see something in this person. Like it means something to be the person that's that's starting the show. Uh, and in this case, that was Nikita Lyons, and it felt like they kind of shot their entrance a little a little more uh, special. Like uh, I don't know the camera angle, the the the, the no, the, the, maybe I was reading too much into it, but all things, all things combined, opening the show, facing the uh, last legend, and then Nikita won. And then right after the match, uh, uh, she got attacked by Natalia. Obviously, last week she had stepped up to Natalia, and uh, you know, basically said after this match with Last Legend, I want to face you. Natalia kind of jump started that and attacked her. Last Legend and Natalia uh, beat her down. Corey J made the save. Obviously, uh, Natalia and Corey J had been feuding for. A little bit here and then that's that's, that's up the tag team match for spring breaking next week so we're going to look forward to that in a promo natalia said that she wanted to break corjade's legs and uh, and also want to find out just how flexible uh nikita lyons was or, or is i should say so <laughs> there that there's what, what else do you need why why what more reasoning do you need to, 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 uh, to tune in for that one um but yeah, like I said, they're definitely leaning into that uh, that side of, of the, the Nikita Lions fandom. Um, for better or worse, I don't really know. 
But right off the bat here, Stephen Chambers says, by the end of the year, we will see Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rose. I think that's fair. I mean, it's April, just the end of April now. Still plenty of time to go here. And uh, we'll talk about Roxanne Perez in a bit here. But someone that just debuted last week faced Mandy Rose in their second week uh, on the brand. So it goes to show you that, like, that, that's not so crazy to think that she could face Mandy Rose at some point soon. Um, for the title especially. I mean, the way she's, she's built up so far. Uh, depending how this thing with Natalia goes, maybe she'll face Natalia in a singles match, but could definitely see that as soon as like June, and maybe maybe even that's that's a conservative guess there. But um, overall, I think this is fine. Natalia, you know, the, the, being in this match here, being on uh, spring break and next week, uh, kind of incorporates this story where I'm with Cora Jade, Nikita, and uh, Last Legend as well. It's fine. Um, as we talked about when we first saw Natalia come to next year, it's like I think it's good just to have that that veteran presence and to have someone that's known for their for their in-ring work, uh, work with some of these younger stars who have frankly been criticized for their in-ring work up to this point. So I think it is kind of a, a win-win in that sense. Um, if I had to guess, I would have to say probably Cora Jade and uh, Nikita would win here, presumably by, by pinning Last Legend, and then. I don't know who all, I, they might do Nikita uh, facing Natalia first, but it seems like both of them will get a shot at Natalia at some point soon. So, um, and whichever comes first doesn't really matter, man. I feel like both are going to happen. Uh, but with that being said, we might as well just stick with the women's vision there. As I mentioned, Roxanne Perez a minute ago. Roxanne Perez debuted last week. She defeated JC Jane, one half of the women's tag team champions. Uh, and she was backstage earlier in the show tonight, and the toxic attraction interrupted her. And they said, you know, basically you got lucky. The one did you kind of distracted us. She did distract them last week by attacking her over their, their toxic lounge. Roxanne said that she wanted to prove that it wasn't a fluke. So she challenged Mandy Rose, the woman's champion, to a singles match uh, two nights, non-title. And for me, I was very happy about that. I, I said this before, but I got to the chance to interview Roxy at the time, now known as Roxanne, way back what, last year. I think it was like almost a year ago to this point when she was uh, just starting to kind of uh, arrive in Ring of Honor. This was even before she won the Ring of Honor title. So I definitely am biased. I, I'm rooting for her. I want her to succeed because uh, I got to hear her story. And she's, she's very, just seems like a very nice person. But um so, so to see her on NXT is really cool, at least for, for me in that sense. And and I've, I've already, we've already seen her have these two matches last last week and tonight. Uh, I've I've been impressed. I mean, I got to see her a lot in Ring of Honor, and I, I don't think she's missed to be. I think she she held her own uh, with with Mandy Rose tonight. Mandy being someone that's been on the main roster, that's competed on uh, pay per views or, or premium live events, like you know someone that's really been kind of a a featured star for quite a while now and someone who now holds the own championship so definitely a good uh start to her run on xt here she did not get the win tonight but she definitely delivered one heck of a performance then after the match Wendy two came into the ring and um sprayed toxic tracking i think she sprayed her with some like water or something at first and then when they escaped she and roxanne sprayed them with, like silly spring on the ramp I thought that was a little silly, you know, especially because she just had a really Ro Roxanne had just had this really good match. I'm like, you really need to do that. I'm learning. I don't love like goofy comedy like that in wrestling. Like I, I have a taste for it sometimes. Again, I as I always say, it's subjective. But like when it's done well, when you're just like, kind of shooting someone with silly strings, kind of like a, a slapstick kind of thing, I don't love that. And again, especially seconds after this really good main event. Uh, I didn't like technically those. This is the main event match. I didn't love how that kind of was the the last thing we saw of Roxy tonight. I would have rather we kind of went out saying, "Hey, 
she had this good match, she lost, but you know, this was only her second week on the show. And clearly uh, a good performance like that is setting her up for success moving on here. But next to this, she loves Roxanne. Brian, uh, Brian, I saw this one going around tonight as well. Brian saying that Roxy, or Roxanne in this case, reminds him of AJ Lee. Yeah, I've definitely, definitely seen that comparison. If I remember correctly, she said in my interview with her that she definitely took a lot of uh, inspiration from AJ Lee once she was growing up, that she was one of her favorites. So so there you go. Definitely a, a connection there. Nesha, Nesha says the Roxanne future champion. I mean, we're only two weeks in, but tonight I was like, to give her, give her the title, you cowards. Like, I don't, I don't even care. Maybe not like next month, but like, you know, Maybe this summer or something. Mandy's got to lose, lose it at some point. Uh, and I could definitely see Roxanne being the next champion at this point. If I had to really think about it, like, other than, like, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, or I should say uh, Alba Fire. Sorry, she's been renamed. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Um, the, there isn't anyone that really jumps out at me right this very minute as, like, the, the genuine contender to be the next champion. They have options. There are people that can challenge her. But, like, the next champion material, Cora Jade maybe uh but i think roxanne could definitely be that that next champion uh again maybe in the, in the summer a couple months down the road like i don't know again i'm biased i i, I will admit that right off of that but um i i'm I, I hope it i hope to see it we got another saying it will be in the next six months oh uh, just like we were talking about earlier with, with the nikita lions saying that's all not, that's not all that crazy i mean six months down the road that'll be october I could see it or i guess maybe technically november at that point but um you know i i think that's that's a fairly realistic possibility again her second week on the show she's facing the woman's champion here so to me that that does mean something that they that they at least have some hope for her or, or see her in in that kind of vein of like someone they want to push pretty quickly i mean not even someone like taya valkyrie or, or frankie Monet as she got renamed uh, during Run NXT, I mean, it, it took her a while to get uh, a title shot or to face the champion. So this this does kind of signify to me that they, you know, think highly of her, at least in that sense. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for that. Uh, Brian's coming around on the 1D2 gimmick saying he's starting to like it. To each of their own. Um, I'm getting used to it, if if that helps. <laughs> I'm not I'm not like so negative on it to the point that i like need to bash it every time it's on like i just said i like the silly string thing but the gimmick itself i'm like it's all right like i'm not gonna bash it every single time like I, i'm sorry to just kind of to roll that i guess we got dj saying he sees 1d2 as the next women's champion i mean it feels like they're definitely gonna give her a title match that definitely feels like where we're going i don't know if she's gonna win though like i i don't know if i see her as woman champion material right now based on what we've seen so far i could i could easily be wrong on that but i don't know i don't know i don't know if i see it as right here today i mean i'm, I'm saying roxy maybe in like six months wendy maybe i mean i really think they need to kind of turn it around and build her up as a more legitimate competitor in that case we haven't really seen um much of her in that sense because she, she competed in in the, in the dusty cup we got to see her uh you know compete in that sense but again as a, as a legitimate singles competitor um i'm not sold yet i'm not sold yet steven says mandy keeping uh the title for a while yeah i i definitely agree uh a while being who knows uh she's definitely been a pretty successful definitely been a, a successful champion at, up to this point and as i just said a minute ago there's no one i could really think of at this very minute that i could see dethroning her right here today so i would have to imagine she probably won't lose it any sooner than i'll go prediction right here i'll go she will keep the title at least until i'm gonna assume they're gonna do like a great american bash kind of thing in july 
that'll be like my first first possible time she was losing like i don't see it being she's not going to defend it next week um and i don't think she would lose it on a random episode of nxt necessarily so that'll be my guess at this point could easily be wrong but uh as for as for wendy and and roxanne Stephen says they could go for the tag belts well the the, the tag team division definitely does need uh, uh more tag teams here but uh I don't know. I, I was definitely bothered again. I was I was bothered by uh, kind of roping Roxanne into this. It made sense because she was there. It makes sense because Wendy was helping her. Uh, but just to get to rope her into this kind of silly, silly, silly string thing um, seemed a little, little goofy to me. And like, I, I don't I want as someone that doesn't love the gimmick in the first place. I, I was hoping that she wouldn't get kind of roped in with that. Um, but uh, the thought of them being the tag team champions, I mean, Roxanne being a champion at this point, I'd be happy, even if it's with one or two at this point as the tag team champions. Um, I maybe maybe that'll be a, that'd be a good stepping stone to her challenging for the singles title. I, I think that's possible. Uh, we got Brian saying that uh, NXT 2.0 has a good number of tag teams. I mean, I think about it right now. They had to throw some together for the Dusty Cup for, on both sides of it, and or and or introduce some new ones for the women's side of things. They they threw together um, 1D and Dakota Kai at that point. They had uh, now now known as Katana Chance and uh, Caden Carter, Kay, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai, Toxic Tracks with her. So no, now that you mentioned, I mean, compared to the, the two teams they've got in the main roster, NXT definitely does uh, have the advantage in that sense. But uh, otherwise, you know, I none of them really jumps off the page as, as you know, real strong title players. We did see Caden uh, uh, and Katana pick up a good one tonight. So maybe they're kind of being positioned as the next... Uh, you know, challengers for for the for the titles in that case, but um, why? why I guess what I'm trying to say is why not Wendy and Wendy and Roxanne? I think that could definitely be uh, again a good way to kind of build Roxanne up and uh, you know have, give her something to do. Uh, we just got a comment about the Viking Raiders, so might as well segue to that. We've got uh, DJ saying the Viking Raiders down in XT. They thinking that we did DJ brought this up on the raw show last night. He said why they could have Sonya Deville get like punished and sent to NXT as like a demotion for uh, abusing your power. They could have her join Toxic Attraction after she has ties with Mandy Rose. They were in Fire Desire and they were uh, they feuded obviously, they also feuded as well. Um, I like that connection. I'd be curious to see how they uh, explain that. We know the friends in real life, but I would be curious about how. They would play that uh, from a storyline as they, they did have like this really bitter blood feud for quite a while. Um, but I, I like the idea. I think that'd be, I mean, I, I went off about it last night about how no one holds uh, Sonya accountable for uh, her, her abuse of power on, on the main roster. So I definitely think uh, something like this uh, of, of Sonya or NXT would be pretty interesting just to kind of make it feel more realistic again to get to have consequences and stakes for for actions is always always a good thing so dj i definitely like the idea i mentioned the viking raiders being on xc now so roderick strong kept promo tonight he was talking to, to diamond mine he was upset that they um they, he was upset that they were losing lately they, they lost the the, the tag title the gauntlet match i think that was like two weeks ago at this point uh ivan i lost recently and we had um I mean, to be fair, Roderick's also been slumping a little bit lately as well. But he wanted to talk, he wanted Dynamite to kind of get back on track, and and uh, in, in doing so, he told the Creed Brothers, "Okay, I got I got some former champions here for you to face to really kind of test yourselves against to get back on track." 
I for a second thought they would do like they would do a mystery kind of thing because like Roderick was like their former champions, they're a world class team or something like that. And for a second, I thought they would leave it as uh, like a, a mystery opponent for next week, just kind of with those hints in mind. But no, the Viking Raiders showed up to uh, to confront the Creed Brothers as their opponents for next week for the for the spring break and special. So we'll see that next week a, a tag team match between those two teams. I thought this was very very cool. Uh, I was very happy to see it, you know, in terms of having uh, the Viking Raiders back in NXT. Uh, I think they won the NXT tag titles right before I started watching the show. Uh, I remember, I did see the very the end of their run on NXT. I remember, I think it was TakeOver New York 2019 or so. I think that's when they faced Mal- uh, Alistair Black at the time and Ricochet. I remember, I remember liking that a lot. Uh, and that was kind of their send-off from NXT. Um, I've so I they got called up to, to the main roster right when I got back into watching WWE again, right back at the beginning of 2019. Uh, so I've gotten to see their successes and and their their shortcomings on uh, on the main roster here. But um, I, I'm happy to see them. I I I am very disappointed they haven't done more on the main roster. I think they're very very talented. I think they've very much been wasted. I think it was like a week just a couple of weeks ago they both got squashed by almost i or, or someone else like they one of the giants i feel like it was almost they, they, they got totally squashed on, i think it was on raw um which was not a good look but uh, i was very happy to have uh the back on nxt dj makes up a good point about wondering if they're back on nxt because of they, they lost msk i don't know if this is like a full-time move to nxt this did feel kind of like a, a featured a featured match for spring break in, you know, the, the Roderick was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring them in to test you guys. And it was, it seemed like kind of like a, you know, maybe a bit of a one-off that they faced Idris and and Malik played tonight won that match. But otherwise it didn't really feel like it, this was like a, Oh, they're back on NXT. It felt like they're, they're back for now. And then they'll be back next week. But you know, we saw, I mean, Idris Styles on it was on NXT a couple weeks ago. We've seen a couple other stars kind of come and go here. And I think that's what we're looking at here. I think it would make sense to have them, to have them, you know, kind of like to tie what we're seeing now, pulling double duty. I'd be happy to see that. Um, but it, it did feel more, more kind of like a, a, a passing thing. So I, I feel like that's more the case than anything. Uh, Steven says, if the Creed Brothers beat the Viking Raiders, it's hard, uh, it's hard to watch the Raiders keep losing. They used to be dominant. Uh, I would, I would agree with that as well. But I would also say, like, I don't know if they would do this match to have the Viking Raiders lose. Like this feels like a good chance to kind of to build up the, the Creed Brothers, and I totally forgot. I was I was looking at admittedly the, their Wikipedia page. I forgot honestly. I forgot that the Viking Raiders are former Raw Tag Team Champions. Like they actually did hold the gold at one point, well a while ago now. Probably in like 2019, maybe or beginning of 2020, uh, but feels like ages ago at this point. Um, so I, I honestly totally forgot that. I was like, oh, they they do they really do have uh, that that legitimate background, that legitimate. Um, track record so uh i in that case like if there were anyone other than the creed brothers I, w- I would say maybe they would win to like they are they are very clearly trying to develop the creed brothers as, as a dominant team as a, a successful team uh so i feel like that's what that's what we're looking at here uh brian says it's looking like it'll be a very good match he's looking forward to it yeah both teams have been very impressive uh from what we've seen of the viking raiders before from what we've seen of the, the creed brothers lately uh, Steven says, "Remembers the Viking Raiders back in Ring of Honor. Uh, that was like I that was the right before I started watching Ring of Honor as well. I've heard nothing but good things. I'll have to check check them out if I get a chance to. The War Machine back then, War Machine, uh, as they're as they're known at the time, uh, were probably one of the best tag teams 
at least in the, in the independent circuit. And uh, I mean, when they when they've gotten the chance to show it, I think that's translated over to to WWE. But it just really feels like they haven't really gotten the chance. Like they they'll spend just weeks and weeks just not doing anything, or they'll be on main events sometimes or whatever. But this is a good chance for them to be back in the spotlight. So I'm looking forward to it uh, for that reason alone. I'm excited about it. Uh, with that, we can look at some of the other things they announced for uh, spring break in. So tonight was supposed to be the debut of Nathan Frazier, uh, who on NXT UK standout. They not announced his opponent. So Nathan comes out. He's been successful in NXT UK. I believe this is a guy that used to be Ben Carter uh, way back in 2020. He was uh, a renowned kind of a competitor on the independent circuit. Signed with WWE. Uh, and then he, he enjoyed a lot of success in NXT UK. Admittedly, again, I don't know all that much about NXT UK, but I do know that he is someone that people were very excited about. So having him come over to NXT feels like a good thing. So they announced his debut for tonight, did not announce who he'll be facing, and then he comes out for his match, and Grayson Waller attacks his opponent. We, we even get to really see who he was. The little hold commentary says it was Guru, Guru Raj. Um, not, I think that's one that's been kind of used in a similar kind of enhancement level role before, but... Uh, nothing much to write home about. You know, Grace Waller said, no one cares about you or your, your Willy Wonka haircut. All right, nice burn there. Uh, and then they wound up setting up uh, a match with, with Nathan Frazier for next week against Grace Waller for spring break. And Brian says he likes Frazier's high-flying ability. Uh, we, we saw like a, a video, a, a vignette tonight of, of Frazier in the UK. He was doing flips and stuff all, all over the place. So definitely looks like he's very athletic. I'm looking forward to see what he could do in, in NXT. I don't know uh, what all he might do. Steven says he has a bright future. I mean, A-Kid was on NXT, and I feel like we haven't seen him since. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, but I know, again, I know that Frazier definitely has that kind of buzz surrounding him. And uh, facing Grayson Waller, a guy that's been very much built up during his, but during the NXT 2.0 phase here, uh, the 2.0 era i guess i should say uh that's definitely a pretty good opportunity to come in and, and have a, a pretty a relatively high high profile match i mean again grace Muller, the guy that that wrote johnny gargano out of nxt in storyline at least you know the guy attacked him um he's he was in war games he's he's faced some of nxt's best and brightest here so uh definitely a good shot for for nathan Fraser there uh and overall in the general sense brianson there's a ton of talent on the on the uk scene i would say both in general and the nxt uk Folks, if 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 I had time, if I had time, I would watch NXT UK. I like I always want to, but it's on Thursdays. It's my day off. There's so much wrestling to begin with. I'm like, oh man, like I always I try to keep up with it, and I always hear they're doing such great stuff, and I always like mean to, but like by the time I'm finished with everything else, I'm like, ah, just it, it, it slips through the cracks. So one of these days, one of these days, hopefully I'll be able to watch NXT UK, but. For now, for now, I'll have to, to hold on to stuff like this. You know, when they when they bring over uh, NXT UK guys to to uh, NXT Prime, and in this case, Nathan Frazier. So we'll, we'll see him next week as well. Um, now, she says she watched NXT UK on the weekend. Maybe I'll, I'll try to make a habit of, of of watching it on like on non-show Sundays when there's not like a pay-per-view or something. Maybe I'll try and at least put it on the background or, or something. I don't know. I, I work Sundays as well. I gotta I gotta make that time. I know they're doing great stuff, and I, I should do my homework and watch. Uh, to see who's who's kind of coming up, uh, who's coming up next here on NXT UK. Because now, as we're seeing, they are they are coming over uh, uh, to NXT Prime at this point. So, I, hopefully, hopefully, I, I'll be able to find a way to do it. But uh, DJ says, "Oh crap, we still have to talk about that." Well, I don't want to insult him, but he says we still have to talk about Von Wagner. Uh, so earlier today, 
on, on social media channels, WWE announced that Zion Quinn will be unable to compete. He was scheduled to face uh, Tony D'Angelo. So uh, they made that announcement. And at first, I wasn't sure if Tony would face someone else. And then Robert Stone, Von Wagner's manager, or I don't know, whatever you want to call him. I'll, let's go manager, advocate, I don't know, uh, announced that uh, or tweeted that in response, oh, you know, Zion might be soft, but my guy, my guy, Von Wagner, is not soft. He's man enough to step up. He'll face Tony D'Angelo, decide to pay his fine, and his, um, his, his suspension was uplifted, so he had to pay his fine so he could compete. Uh, he was suspended for attacking Jacket Time. We never got to talk about Kushida leaving, so I'll bring that up later in the show as well. Uh, Kushida, no longer in the company, but uh, he, his last time spotted on the show, he's getting attacked by Von Weiger there. Uh, but this is Von Weiger's first time back on the show since then. Face to D'Angelo. This was a very hard-fought match. Like, this actually got time. It was competitive. I, I was impressed in that sense. Um I, and I, I didn't really know. My one issue I had was like, neither guy was inherently the good guy. Like, you know, Tony D'Angelo is like the mobster of NXT. Von Wagner definitely the the heel of the two. But they they haven't really made it clear. Like, oh, you should cheer Tony D'Angelo because he's literally a mobster. And now we got to meet his his goons tonight. I, I if you don't know, help me out. I forgot their names. Uh, they they were very um, Godfather like. They're you know. So, um, I think one of them is called like Slacks or, or something like that. But uh, hard fought match. I, I was pleasantly impressed. I've said it before. I feel like Tony D'Angelo has been more of a character guy. I mean, he does like the whole you know Italian and then mob boss thing. But like when we when we get when we get to see him in a match like this, I'm always left feeling very impressed. Like I remember he, he held his own with Pete Dunne in several matches, or, or now Butch. Um, and so, so I guess I I, I I gotta admit Von Wagner was. Maybe not as impressive, but I, I was expecting worse. And we, we, we all here pretty much agreed that we're not his biggest fan. So to have him have a, a fairly good match uh, was a pleasant surprise. Uh, in, the, in the end, uh, Santos Escobar uh, and Legado Del Fantasma distracted uh, and attacked Tony and helped Von Wagner win the match clean. Well, not clean, but uh, decisively with a pinfall there, one, two, three. Uh, so he got the win. That they was a big win. The commentary team called it Von Wagner's biggest win. If I remember correctly, he beat Kyle Riley in Kyle's last match in NXT. So I didn't exactly agree with that, but um, they weren't about to, I guess, acknowledge that on, on the show. Uh, Brian wonders what to do, what they see in Wagner. He's got the size, he's got the pedigree. I think he's either a second or third generation. Uh, superstar, I should say. Uh, so I think all those things rolled into one i think that's that's reason enough for them to kind of give a guy a shot and and push him push him to this to this extent i don't exactly um understand why because like, i i don't think that the creative has been great so far i don't think um the story you know the storylines the matches the character like i haven't loved um his promos we talked about that before as well i think having robert stone helps so we'll see how that goes uh, it feels like they're setting up his next feud because they very clearly uh, made, they made, they they were made it clear that that Von Wagner attacked uh, Briggs and Jen, Jen, Jensen Jensen backstage for looking too long at, at his business associate his his, his lady business associate uh, I don't remember her name exactly um, those are my notes but it's buried somewhere here um, something Cromwell something Cromwell uh, the the, I don't, they're, 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 the people are changing names they're introducing names. Kind of hard to keep, to keep track of it all, but they seem they very clearly implied that Von Wagner was responsible. Uh, so he might be feuding with them next, which is fine, which is fine. Like, 
as long as they don't just like rocket this guy to the NXT title scene, I'm like, if you want to push him, it's fine. If you want to have him beat people, it's fine. I didn't like how they did Kushida and had him just like written off like that. I think that was definitely a shame. Um, again, I'm not trying to like just to rag on the guy. I'm not, I haven't been his biggest fan so far. Um, and I don't think the, the Robertson pairing has been as beneficial as it could be because like they haven't really cut cut on many promos or they I feel it's like they haven't really done all that much of it yet. But maybe we'll see that um, come to fruition here in this feud with Breaking Jensen and whatever happens next. But Brian says Tony D is over. Tony D is definitely over. Later in the show, he was very upset that Santos attacked him. And he said that he wants to sit down next week on spring break. And he wants to sit down to hash out these issues. I remember it was last week we needed to talk about it. Uh, but he, he left a fish on, on Santos's car, very clearly implying that he'll be sleeping over the fishes. Uh, more, more Godfather slash mobster kind of stuff there. Um, so the, the Von Blyden match definitely implied to me that, that he is turning, uh, that, that Tony's turning face, which is, again, it's interesting. It's like a, a face mobster, it definitely like a, a unusual kind of thing there, but I'm interested to see where this goes. I mean, again, I'm, I'm intrigued by this like mob boss thing, like battle for supreme for supremacy, like which one's better and which one's powerful like this, this struggle for, um, Influence, I guess. I don't know. It, it is kind of interest, interesting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I've made as a note, I'm a big fan of Santos Escobar. And I, I think, I mean, as, as Brian says, Tony definitely is over at this point. So I think it could be a fun storyline. And again, we saw his, his goons introduced tonight. So that I feel like we're getting more of like a, a gang warfare almost at this point. But um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where it goes. It will be a, a sit-down meeting, much like the, as you always see in like the, the movies, like the, the mobs do. I feel like it's going to break down very, very quickly, and I feel we're, we're going to get a match at some point soon. So I'm, I'm liking how this is going. It's it's a little different, like you know, the, the mob-based storytelling, or, or mob-slash-family, um, I, I guess, example, like the, the family, if you will. But it is interesting. I, I, I'm enjoying it, at least it can, about more than some, some other things on the show, so I can't knock it all that much. But I should mention also, you know, some other things to look forward to. Uh, I mentioned Nathan Frazier, mentioned some other stuff. But uh, I think that was just about the, the additions to the card for next week. They announced the first ever women's breakout tournament uh, for NXT. So they've had two men's breakout tournaments before, but this will be the first women's tournament. And then they uh, had vignettes for a couple of competitors here that was the show tonight. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think this could be a very good chance to build a new star in the women's division. I'm looking at my, what I wrote about it right now because they announced several, several competitors here. So uh, earlier, I think it was today, Ariana Grace, also known, formerly known as Bianca Corelli, Santino Morella's daughter. Santino Morella, for, former WWE star, uh, his daughter has, was, has been signed WWE. Her name is now Ariana Grace, and she will be competing in this breakout tournament. That will begin not next week, but the week after that. So we can, for, we can look forward to that in two weeks' time. So we have Ariana Grace, again, also formerly known as Bianca Corelli, Santino Morello's daughter. Uh, we also have Kiana James, also known as Kayla Imlay, one of their newest signings as well. Uh, and she was introduced as a successful businesswoman who's looking to translate that success uh, from the corporate world to the world of all sorts of entertainment. And uh, other than her, we also have uh, Sloane Jacobs, formerly known as Notorious Mimi, another competitor. She is 19 years old, and she said that she is an underdog who's looking to looking to become the youngest NXT Women's Champion uh, of all time. And I, I have a new over here, like, oh wow, Ro Roxanne or Roxy is 20 years old. One to hold Sloan Jacobs, 19 years old. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with her as much. I'm not very familiar with 
uh, Kayla Emily either. Um, Notorious Mimi rings a bell. I'm sorry, that, that, that's Sloan Jacobs. Uh, I, and I, I, was, I was also familiar uh, with Bianca Crelli, at least to some extent, of having the, the Satine Morella connection there. Uh, we got Brian saying he's looking forward to the tournament. Um, so we got those three competitors. Usually there's like no more than like 10 or so participants. Like I'm not expecting all that many more uh, people to be announced. I imagine we'll get a handful more announced next week. I think Lash Legend referenced that she being in the tournament, uh, to like a, a throwaway line. Uh, usually they have people that have already debuted in the tournament as well. I think I remember when they did the men's thing last time, Carmelo Hayes debuted and he had a match with Adam Cole. And then he was, he was announced in the breakout tournament, if I remember that correctly. Uh, and I feel like we'll see that here as well, that it won't just be entirely new people. It might be some people we've seen, maybe even like Fallon Henley, maybe. Uh, but Brian, or sorry, DJ asked, with the break of tournament, uh, oh, we saw tonight who has the, best, the brightest future and the best chance to win it. So again, we saw Keanu James, Ariana Grace, and Sloan Jacobs. Um, I can't help but think that Roxanne might be in tournament as well. Um, based on what we saw tonight, you know, she, she beat Jason Jane last week. She was in this match with Mandy Rose. In one way, I don't think she needs it. I, and it, I definitely think she, she needs it because she, she just faced Mandy Rose tonight. But at the same time, if she's in it, she's the, to me, she's the automatic favorite. She just held her own with Mandy Rose, uh, almost beat her on several occasions. So I, I really think that I, I hope, I don't know, in some ways, I hope she's in it. I think she'll be a favorite to win it. Um, she, I'd be rooting for her because yeah, I'm very I'm biased in that sense. But if you're asking me about the people we saw tonight, I feel like maybe Ariana Grace. Again, I feel like they, they do like to push the the, the, the second generation or, or the, the family legacy people just, you know, out of, if not loyalty, you know, out of, I don't know, familiarity. Well, maybe loyalty is, is, is the answer to some extent. Um, I, I think there's something there, although she's still very, very young. I think they might be tempted to go in that direction. Uh, again, I'm not as familiar with Kiana or... Uh, Sloan in this case, uh, either in uh, Kayla and Light or uh, Notorious Mimi, but I think uh, at this point they're all on kind of equal ground. Again, I'm thinking maybe Bianca uh, as as an early favorite, maybe. But again, I really don't know. Maybe maybe she's too young in that case. I remember this, she's in training for a, a couple years now, but like I feel like she hasn't had all that much experience from what I, from what I can tell in terms of compared to like someone that's been in this for like 10 years. And I think they're, they're all young. They're all young. That's the point. But um, I don't know. DJ, DJ agrees that we could see Bianca as, as the winner. Uh, again, that's probably my pick at this point. But we got Brian saying, uh, uh, Kiana James, uh, he says that she has, she has potential. She, uh, she reminds him of the old Stacey Keebler from WCW. Pretty good comparison there. She had a very successful career. So, not not a bad uh, link to, to to be made between the two, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, these very very short vignettes are not a lot to go off of, so I can't really say like, oh, X is going to win or Y is going to win. Like again, more than anything, it's just like, oh, Bianca Bianca is related to Santina Morella, so like maybe there, there's something there. Uh, Stephen wonders if we'll see The Rock's daughter Simone Johnson tournament. I don't, I don't know. I know that she's been training. I know that that she's been like kind of gearing up to to make a go at it um and and i know she's been around and i think she's friends with ray ripley and some other people like on the main roster if i remember i've seen pictures with her uh and some some of the stars they've got on the main roster at this point but um 
it's possible right anything's possible i really don't know i don't want to sell it oh no way like i who am i to say i don't know <laughs> i mean I, I i have no idea but um could be and, and, and in that case if we're saying that about bianca crelly if the rock's daughter's in it you you gotta bet that that she's gonna uh that, that she's gonna be one of the favorites to win it so um yeah we'll have to wait and see next week we'll have to wait and see kind of who else is uh, announced, I would again imagine another handful announced next week, either in vignettes or just like the the, the full bracket getting released. But it's still very early to tell. Again, I hope in some ways that Roxanne's in it because I think she would definitely be the favorite to win it. Uh, but that's that's all. Again, she also faced Mandy Rose tonight, so it's like you don't really need to have her break out because in a lot of ways she, she already has broken out. So we'll wait and see about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it though. I think it's always a good way to have uh, a new stars. Not even, not even the, just the winner. If uh, Cameron Grimes was in, I think, the first breakout tournament, he had a very successful run. I believe uh, Bronson Reed, former uh, North American champion, was in the first one as well. Dex Loomis, I met, if I remember as well. It's, it's, it feels like ages ago now, but I, I remember like several people that were in the tournament and didn't win went on to have and, and remain with the company, that have good runs and remain with the company at this point. So, um, don't don't put all your eggs in the one basket of the winner. Just, well, I would, like I, I myself as a fan will be like, okay, who's in this tournament? Uh, you know, and, and you know, are they are they impressive? Like, you know, uh, what do I think of them? Like, kind of take take a gauge of everybody because like you never know, not just who's going to break out as the winner, but like, who's going to break out uh, kind of going forward. Because like the most of these people, the, the, the people they announced tonight, especially, uh, I know that Bianca. And Kayla and I think all three are officially signed to WWE. They are they are they were members of the latest performance under class, or at least uh, Mimi and uh, Kayla Imlay were. So um, it's, they're they're going to be sticking around. The, the breakout tournament is just to kind of have someone kind of uh, break out in that next level right away. But then, like anyone else can kind of uh, break out just maybe maybe a little more slowly. So something to keep in mind there. Uh, Stephen Stephen points out Duke Hudson and, and Ozzy Jones as well. Yeah, Ozzy, unfortunately, on the sidelines here with injury, Duke Hudson, still featured on, on NXT to this day. So, friendly reminder that uh, you could be in the bigger tournament, you, you could lose, and you can go on to have uh, a lot of success. So, at the same time, if I remember correctly, uh, ACH, I don't remember his exact name but back then, I think he won the 2019 tournament, and unfortunately, it didn't really pan out for him, but... So it goes. So it goes. Uh, but you, it is definitely a good way to, to break out, to reach the next level, and to uh, get to at least very least get a title shot. And and uh, Cameron, no, not Carmelo. No, sorry. I got to mix up. Carmelo Hayes won it last year, and he went on to become the North American champion. So you know, gold is it's 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 the name of the game here. And winning this tournament could definitely be uh, a good way to get there. And speaking of which, we got uh, Stephen Chambers asking about the North American title match here. Uh, so we saw tonight, Solis Kola defeated Trick Williams, and then he left. Uh, Cameron Grimes lying, and it seemed like an accidental attack. But those three guys, Solo, Cameron, and uh, Solo, Cameron, and Camelo, excuse me, uh, will be facing off for the title next week at Spring Break-In. Uh, and I'm being asked about my predictions for that one. I don't think uh, Carmelo said, so damn it, I did it again. I don't think Cameron, excuse me, I don't think Cameron was losing that, was losing the title so quickly. Um, as always, three man matches are usually a good time to do it. I don't think Carmelo would get pinned here though, as much as they've been, they've definitely been building up, uh, solo so as a, as a pretty strong, uh, singles guy. Someone's got to get pinned, and I don't know if it's going to be Carmelo because he's been built up so so strongly, and it feels like he could challenge for the, for the NXT title at some point soon. Um, so I would probably predict Cameron, uh, 
Cameron, oh, I, I got it that time. Oh, now, now, now I'm down to myself. Cameron Grimes, I feel like he's going to win that one next week. Uh, he's going to the moon. He's maybe, hey, he's already at the moon. He's got the title. So uh, that's my prediction for that one. Uh, Nesha says that she loves Solo. She that she says they might put the title on. They might. Anything can happen. Like I said here, I give a prediction. I'm well aware. Anything could happen. I could say one thing. They could go the complete opposite way. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of what we do. Like we, I could be sitting here next week and being like, hey. Solo one and and on, on we go. Uh, Solo has been impressive, and, and uh, as Brian says, he's representing the, the bloodline. And I mentioned it, I think, two weeks ago or so. Like, there's something kind of interesting about having Solo win a title, and then kind of having that be uh, the first way that he kind of gets, uh, you know, introduced in into the bloodline. Like that that he's you know getting introduced to be. Um, be, to be like the, this young champion in NXT and then bring, bringing him up, maybe not directly, but at least they could say, oh, like you helped extend the bloodline to NXT, something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the match itself will be great. Who could win? I don't know. Well, we got, I mean, Brian's predicting, predicting solo. I think it's possible. Um, yeah, I, I think, again, I, either either is possible. I, I think either one, uh, a change or a defense could happen. My mind is on Grimes. Again, I, he only won the title less than a month ago and, and barring something like MSK uh, where, you know, they, they had to, to make a move there. Uh, I feel like you don't usually see the, these very quick uh, title changes by and large. And sometimes it's not like they never happen, but um, my money is on Cameron Grimes in that case. So yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to see any title, title, title changes hands next week. I mean, it always could happen though. Um, we're going to have the, this North America title match, NXT title match, I don't think there are going to be many others. Like most, most of them are just other, uh, other matches, you know, just sort of to fill out the card. Uh, in that case, I don't really see, if I'm correct, I don't see either one really changing hands. I mean, uh, Braun Breaker and the and the Joe Gacy thing, uh, they closed off the show tonight. If you remember last week, uh, Gacy pushed Braun Breaker off the stage, uh, and then he got like swarmed by the druids or goons or minions, whatever you want to call them. Um, Gacy came out came out to to the ring and he said that the NXT is is the clay that he's been molding for the past six months and uh, but the mission is not quite over he has to capture the title has to kind of lead NXT into into the new era uh, with him leading the way um, and then uh, then he announced that Braun Breaker not clear to compete for the NXT title match next week which was a little little interesting and then Rick Steiner Rick Steiner Braun Breaker's dad comes to the ring and he says no 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 Braun Breaker my son is cleared to compete and he will defend the title against you next week and then Gacy says oh you picked a great time to return or did you and then the the druids or the minions want to attack Braun Breaker made the save baits up some dudes in, in hoods I guess. And, and then uh, the, the, the numbers game was not in his favor. Gacy uh, got the better hand, attacked him from behind, and raised the title to close the show. So I already got uh, some some divisive opinion here. We got DJ saying Gacy for the win. Nesha and Steven both predicting that Braun's going to win. I don't see Gacy winning here. Like, this has been a featured story. They're they're trying to, like, to tell a story and to have it be this, this, this compelling feud here by involving Rick Steiner and to, to tell, to tell uh, an, an emotional storyline here. And I credit them for that. It's been a little goofy with like, again, the Druids and like they pushed them off the stage and everything. Like it's been a little goofy here and there. Like they, they abducted Rick Steiner. Like, I guess, yeah, a little, a little more silly than, than cool in my, in my mind, but at least they're, they're trying, they're, they're telling a story. They're trying to make it feel uh, meaningful and impactful. 
But at the end of the day, uh, I think Gacy has been very impressive. The promos have been good. Like he plays his part very well. So I, I can't knock him for that. Uh, Brian says that Gacy reminds him of Bray Wyatt. And Steven says he reminds uh, he, that Gacy reminds him of Bray Wyatt and Waylon Mercy. Wait, throwback shout out there. Uh, DJ says Braun is already a multi time champion. He needs to pass it on. I mean, Braun just got the title back like a couple weeks ago. So I don't know if it's quite that time yet. I feel like uh, him being like the NXT 2.0 guy, whoever beats him has to be the next guy. And I, don't, I don't really see Joe Gacy in that role. I see him more as like the like the Bray Wyatt in a lot of ways, like, like not, uh, you know, not, not someone that you could really, and not to say that Bray Wyatt wasn't, but like not your, your face of the company. Like I, I don't know. Or, or in this, in this case, the brand, I think, uh, Kamal Hayes comes to mind. Um, probably is the leading favorite at this point, but otherwise, like, I don't quite see it being Gacy, at least not right now, at least not right now. Like this has felt like if, even though they've like tried to heat up with the Rick Steiner stuff and the hall of fame ring and stuff, um, I don't see it as more than this like transitional thing. I think uh, Breaker's going to move on to somebody else after next week. So that's my two cents on it. But Nesha, and Nesha agrees. Nesha says she does not see Gacy as a champion either. And that's to me, I'm not knocking him when I say that. Like I don't see, I don't see him as a champion right now. Bray Wyatt won titles. He, that he did. Um, so he, he could easily win the title at some point. I just, do, I do think it is a bit soon, uh, at least sitting here today. So I, I don't think that, that he's going to get it right there. Uh, but otherwise, here talked, we talked about the breakout tournament. We talked about some of the, the additions to the card for uh, spring break-in. Should just mention that uh, they did announce yet another uh, name change tonight. We had a vignette. Uh, we'll talk about another another vignette as well here. One vignette for the former Kaylee Ray. She is now uh, Alba Fire. Alba Fire. All right, um, and she, she had she had a pro, she had a vignette um, where she was saying that fire represents uh, rebirth, and it's like the, her her new self. But she was like, you know, how much do you really know about me? Uh, I'm a fighter, but like it's, it, I've been here for a couple months, and nobody really knows anything, which is true. And more than anything, that's more of a, a you know a commentary on how she's been handled on NXT Prime at this point. But Alba Fire. Bit of a weird name. Steven says no comment with all name changes. Nessa says she's sick of them. My problem with it is is that it's just it's just silly. Like, why? Like, you, you take Kaylee Ray, a former NXT UK Women's Champion. Pete Dunne as well, and we've already talked about that uh, at, at nauseum here. But Kaylee Ray, former NXT UK Women's Champion, she's been on the show for a couple months now. Granted, it's been pretty inconsistent. She won. She and Io Shirai won the, the Women's Dusty Cup. Just she, the Kaylee Ray name has traction. Like it has, you know, has a, I don't know, it has a standing. Like people know Kaylee Ray. And then you just turn around and, and she's a new, she's a new person, a new name. Like why? I don't, I don't Nesha, I agree. There's, there's no need for it uh, in terms of like from a storyline for me, at least. Like it's, it's, it's very weird to have that just happen one week to, to the other. Um, like what I do that when I when I show up next week and be like oh I'm I don't know <laughs> my I I, I I'm, I'm not gonna humor with, with a fake name I don't know you know I'm not gonna show up next and be like I'm Butch like I, I, no I guess my names are names like and granted they're the performers I get that I get that all right and Brian points out yes trademarks are a thing as well I understand that okay that as a fan I'm not talking about the, the logistical. Or the, the the practical side of it. I mean, as a fan, it's like you see his name changes. If name changes is good, if it makes sense, if if it's a good name, admittedly, 
I'm, it's, it's all right. Um, if the name is either not great or if there's no real need for it, I, I, I will credit them tonight. At least the, the fire part of it, at least it made sense. Fire. She literally had a pro, her promo was about fire. At least there's something to that. Like, at least they're giving it a meaning. When they do it for no reason at all, when, when Butch shows up on SmackDown, sorry, when Pete Dunn shows up on SmackDown as Butch with no reasoning at all, that's when I have a problem here. Like, this seemed a little goofy to me. Um, it didn't bother me all that much. Like, it's fine. Again, more than it's just it's just not needed for, uh, from, from a fan perspective. I hope it works out for her. I hope that this uh, pans out and, and, you know, Leads, leads to her to more success than she's had. Um, Nasha says if it, was, if it was a character, I get to name things a little bit more. Um, I, I, I think you mean like if it's more like a, a drastic kind of repackaging. And I, and I, I would agree. And, and this felt more like a na new name for the same person. Or, or, or if I think, oh, Nesha, I think you mean like if it's a new character, someone like debuting, then you change the name. That makes sense. If you, if you change the name right from the start, that makes sense. If you sign somebody, you know, I don't know. They, they, they do it all the time. Kevin Steen signs every week. It becomes Kevin Owens. They do that all the time. And that's fine. That makes sense. Like, that's that's totally cool. Um, when you just randomly change the name, that's when I, and and it's, it feels like many people are like, it's it's just not needed. So, but the, they, they're, WWE is going to WWE. I think at the end of the day, at least speaking personally, I need to do a better job doing, hey, they're going to do what they're going to do. It's not making a lot of sense for me to just like get so frustrated about it all the time. Again, the Butch thing was just dumb and I got very frustrated about it at the time. Well, this it's like, it's silly, but it's fine. That's, that, that's, that's my take on it. But uh, that was not the only vignette, vignette we had tonight on top of the, the breakout tournament ones. We had a, a vignette of, uh, of Wesley. I thought this was actually very good. So Wesley had a vignette tonight. So he lost to Zion Quinn last week, actually pretty surprising clean loss. Not much to it. Obviously, Wesley, formerly one half of MSK, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions. The titles were relinquished. That's that's the company line. Uh, in real life, Nash Carter, the other half of the team, got released. Wesley on his own. Uh, we had a little, little hint of it last week where he was like, you know, the last couple weeks have been hard. It's been chaotic. I don't know what I'm going to do. This week, he was like, you know, yeah, I won, won the titles great, and I lost them, and I could either, you know, complain and be upset about it, or and I think the, the, the closing line was like, or I can make the waves that I'm destined to. I thought it was a cool message. I thought it was a cool message. I was like, I'm here for it. Wesley, I mean, seeing him in MSK, I always thought he was very, very talented. I thought uh, he's very good in the ring. He's got pretty good natural charisma. Seems like a likable guy. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for him. Like, just, I, I made this comment when, when it first happened. He's a lot like... Um, the Forgotten Sons, when the, when the Jackson Riker thing went down, they were taken off TV for months and just totally punished for something they had nothing to do with. So I'm, I'm very happy, at least in this case, that they're giving the guy a chance to be on his own. Um, so I, I think that that's a very positive thing. I think he's very talented. I hope it works out. I don't know where it's going, but I'm happy he's been on, been on TV and that they're at least kind of giving, giving him a chance to shine on his own. So I'm hopeful for that. Brian saying he's hoping that Wesley gets pushed. It sucks to break up MSK again. It sucks, but then you know sometimes in in, in life and in, in wrestling, real life happens, and, and the, you know you you get in a, in a situation where the company has to make a call based on a controversy or, or something that happens. WWE made a call. Nash Cody got released, and, and 
now we are moving on trying to see what happens next. So yeah, I'm again, I think at least I'm I'm very glad that this is the way they're handling this one. Maybe maybe they learned from what what happened with Forgotten Sons and opted to to not to not handle it at the same time this time. So here's hoping for Wesley. Uh, you know, I I'm hopeful. But as, as Nesha says, uh perhaps some trepidation in terms of uh you know he he came in as a tag team and WWE pretty pretty infamous for for not really that or at least reportedly the, the the rumor is that they don't really value tag teams like that at least not not only to a certain extent um and when you have someone come in as 100 as a tag team and the tag team doesn't break up intentionally where the, where the force to break up that does feel kind of like a you know, again, a, a valid sign sign of concern in, in that case. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I'm hopeful for him. I hope it pans out and that he has a lot of success. Uh, but Steven says it depends how they're booking him. And he says Wes should be fine. Again, he's very talented. I'm excited about it, uh, at least to see what happens. I love, again, I like the promo. I thought it was a good message. I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Uh, DJ asked uh, about uh, Ghost of Knowing Veterans. They had a promo backstage. And this was like after the show, and they said like, "Oh, you won't see Drake and Gibson anymore, out, like anymore." Um, didn't hear anything about them getting released. I that didn't hear any reports or rumors or, or anything like that. So that, that definitely did feel like a, like a storyline thing. Whether that's that they're going back to the UK, very well could happen. Um, I haven't heard anything. Period about that. Uh, that but again, that, that definitely did feel more like a. Uh, like a storyline thing. So with that being said, looking at my notes here, we okay. There's there's a six man tag uh, about uh, so the six man tag with Legato, Briggs, and not Jensen. Uh, but Jensen was taken out with a backstage attack. And again, as, as mentioned earlier, courtesy of Von Wagner. So Legato had had the numbers advantage here. Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley against uh, Raul Mendoza, and he got renamed to something. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. There's so many names here, folks. Like it's it's really hard to keep track. But it was uh, Raul Mendoza. Uh, boy, uh, Walking Wild. Excuse me. There we go. Walking Wild and, and uh, Electro Lopez. Uh, thankfully, in this case, Legato won as they should have. They had the numbers advantage. They had the experience advantage. So they won the match, uh, and I thought that was the right call. Uh, Feels like we could get a rematch because Jensen was not was not involved here. Uh, but I've said it before, Legato, very impressive. I think they they should be. We're sitting here now. Like I've said this from the start, I want them to be built up as a successful faction. And it feels like that it's very much stop and start. And they get they they lost their feud with Hit Row essentially. If I remember correctly. Um, so it feels like they and they, they I don't. Think they were feuded with Imperium, but it feels like they've always kind of been in the background of, of of NXT. Like they've been a stable, but they haven't been like a real breakout stable. They haven't. I mean, Santos had the Cruiserweight title at one point, but otherwise they've been a stable that hasn't had titles. So maybe maybe that'll help them get to the next level. I don't know. Good match though. Brian says it was fun. Fallon and Electro were impressive. I thought they were impressive. I thought Briggs was impressive as well. I made no secret. I'm not a big fan of his gimmick, but I thought he was good in this match. So, you know. Again, when I guess it applies to the characters as well. When NXT focuses on the wrestling, it's a good show. When some of these characters focus on the wrestling, I, I, I'm more re receptive to them, I guess. Uh, DJ points out uh, maybe a question here about Legato being a babyface. He said they have a lot of positive crowd crowd reactions. I mean, I do think that the Capital Wrestling Center crowd is very distinct in terms of like they're going to cheer who they're going to cheer. They're you know. 
I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, we saw tonight Tony D'Angelo kind of became uh, a babyface by default because, because because he was facing Von Wagner. And then we saw this, uh, as part of the scoop Santos that he's becoming a babyface. So it's actually to that, I would say, I feels like Legato are still the heels because Tony D'Angelo is kind of the heel there. But maybe it's more of a Shades of Grey. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a Shades of Grey kind of thing. Uh, so with that being said, We'll have to wait and see. Maybe, maybe, maybe the, the 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 sit down next week will will shine a little more color on that. But I definitely don't see it. like Tony is more of a face. Legato are more of the heel at this point. But maybe maybe they'll flip. Maybe they'll flip. Well, with all that being said, actually a, a pretty eventful episode tonight. Lots of stuff to get into. We had the, the women's breakout tournament. We uh, announcement. We had uh, more additions to uh, the, the the spring break in card for next week, uh, and and last minute hype for that show as well. Well, with all that in mind, a fairly decent to good episode tonight. Uh, again, we are far away away from, from from some of the really really bad episodes of the past. Um, for me, I would go for like a six point eight ish. Like it felt kind of roughly on par with Raw last night, and at least for for NXT, I, I didn't think it was all that bad. Uh, I, I think it was like great either. I thought it was a, a, a fine show, especially by NXT 2.0 standards. Steven said 6.5, DJ with an 8.5, National with a 7, and Joseph Priestley with a 7. And Joseph also said NXT 2.0 is great, but they need to stop changing people's names. It's way too confusing. I definitely agree. Like it's it's confusing, it's unnecessary, it's annoying. Um, again, I know logically speaking, I know I know why they do it, okay. And even that, like it's a little silly. I mean, to, to, to be that kind of like specific about about uh, names like that but again they're gonna do what they're gonna do i do think it's, it's a valid criticism to have uh to have a, a bone to pick with, with all the name changes but we move on it was, it was a decent show it was a decent show I, I i thought it was uh a fine show i, I didn't have all that many problems with it so to me that's that's a win in my book uh but Brian says that it was a sudden for him. The matches were fun, and the card for spring break, the spring break in looks good. So as, as I we were, t- we were talking about through uh, th- through the show throughout the show tonight, pretty good card for the show next week. We'll be back here to talk about it uh, next Tuesday on NXT post show. Hopefully, John will be uh, back to 100% feeling feeling well by the time that comes. Otherwise, here. Uh, we'll be here uh, scheduled reading, and we should be. Rob and I should be here on Friday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. And John and I should be here on Monday to talk about Monday Raw. Two Diamond Dudes and a Rampage, Marcus and Dominic cover all things AEW. Please leave a like and subscribe. Otherwise, we've constantly got a great string of interviews constantly coming at you. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Speedball Mike Bailey, Tasha Steeles, uh, more people than I, than I can even name. So make sure to, to leave a like and subscribe. All of our channels, all that good, all that good stuff. Post shows, interviews, lots of great stuff to, ch- to check out. All on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. You know where to find us. Please leave a like and subscribe. Uh, I meant to say it earlier, but Brian, with some kind words, and uh, Nesha, and I think Stephen as well, had said, John, feel better. Again, hope you, hope you, if you're watching, hope you're, hope you're feeling uh, better ASAP. ASAP. No, no fun being, being under the weather like that. Uh, but otherwise, here, onward we go. Uh, again, it's, it's post-WrestleMania season, so we're back to a fairly normal uh, routine in, the, in this case, and it's, it's a welcome return to, return to normalcy because, uh, again, WrestleMania week, crazy, crazy, crazy. So very, very welcome to have uh a, a normal a normal week it's good it's good um with that said we're coming together to do one thing i'm, I'm not gonna give it away because i, I want to make sure i say folks thank you so much for listening 
I really do appreciate it, especially nights like this one by myself. I do my best to come here to talk about NXT, like to talk for a whole hour by myself. Like I do my best. So I appreciate the support. It means a lot. Uh, you know, when 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 there's two of us, uh, I feel like that <laughs> that might go a little better. But we do do the best we can. Uh, DJ points out, I forgot Kushida. I mean, at this point, it sucks. Kushida got got and he didn't get released. He he left the company. His contract expired. Um, they 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 didn't do him right. Uh, I think that was an absolute shame. He's so talented. He's like one of the best wrestlers that they had um, in terms of like an in-ring wrestler. He is one of the best Japanese wrestlers in recent history in terms of like at least this generation. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of his. I always want him to want him to do more in NXT. It's very disappointing that it didn't pan out. At the same time, I imagine he'll be happier. Uh, not, I don't know him at all. I'm saying as someone that's a, a wrestler's wrestler that wants to wrestle, uh, not being in jacket time, not being on NXT 2.0, I imagine that that's probably a, a win in his book. So I have to imagine he'll probably be going back to uh, to to and New Japan possibly, and I'm sure he'll be, he'll be happy there again, rather than uh, NXT 2.0. I mean, again, we're we're trying to be positive, we're trying to to enjoy it. It's gotten better, but when you're when you're stuck in jacket time, jacket time. Um, I'm, he'll be better off. So Brian says that he deserved better. He does. He does deserve better. And again, I think he's going to get it. He's going to get better, get better treatment, get better. Uh, whatever you want to say, because he'll, he'll be he'll be better off. He'll wind up better uh, moving forward here. As Steven says he'll probably wind up at the Forbidden Door pay per view. I don't think so. I, I, I again, I imagine he'll be going to to New Japan. Um, and what what we, what we see beyond that, I don't know. But again. Do I wish do I wish his NXT run worked out better? Hundred percent. I remember when when this news first broke, I was like, "Damn, I really liked his match with uh, with Johnny Organo back on NXT, way back when." I remember he had a good match with uh, with Roderick Strong. Anytime he got to wrestle, like he had a good match, but then he gets stuck in jacket time, and that, that you're, you're fighting an uphill battle with that one. Like we 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 joked about it. A lot of you guys <laughs> seem to like jacket time. I did not like it from the start. I was like. Kushida's great. Ikemajiro is very talented. It's not good. So, you know, shout out to, shout out to Kushida. Here's hoping that, you know, again, he winds up better off here uh, in, in New Japan or wherever else it might be. But, uh, and yeah, he had, a, he had a good run with the, with the Cruiserweight title, and then that got kind of, um, uh, I don't know, canceled or, or I don't know, uh, unified. It, the, 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 the title ceased to exist. So uh, because of the NXT 2.0 kind of revamp, they decided to kind of uh, move away from the Cruiserweight title. So, um, you know, things could have worked out differently if not for the, for the, the whole 2.0 thing. Who knows? I don't know. He deserved better. He's a great wrestler. I'm sure he's going to be fine. He's going to be having great matches in New Japan and whoever knows where else. But it's, it's going to work out for the best. Uh, and again... I think I think it's for the best. Like he he was not having a great run on on two point So I think it's 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 WWE's loss is his game. That's that's what it boils down to. So that with that being said, with that now that we got that out of the way, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. Uh, you know, it just it means a lot. You know, we we all come here together to do the one thing above all others, and that is to escape the scary world outside to come here together and to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.